0: Good morning, uh, New Beginnings Church, and uh, it's exciting to be able to gather together and worship today. So excited that you've had the joy and the privilege of celebrating Christmas. And uh, as we gather as a church here on the day after Christmas, I hope you had an amazing Christmas. I hope uh, everything that you wanted to experience about Christ and his life Uh, came alive uh, to you this Christmas season, and I I just pray it was a great blessing uh, in your life and uh, excited about these moments that we get to share together. We are in the midst of a series called The Miracle of Christmas, and each week we've been looking at some different aspect of the Christmas story and uh, what is going on or what's taking place or what can we learn from what God is up to and what he's doing uh, through this miracle we call Christmas. And we come to a really interesting time, a really interesting day today, because we we recognize that what Christmas has happened, Christmas has begun to take place. It has arrived, and all this anticipation and all this time and all this preparation and everything that we've been looking forward to— has now finally arrived so there's a question that's kind of hanging in the air now which is what what do i do now that christmas has come and i want to challenge you to think a little bit about that this week um and obviously we're in a more informal atmosphere and so you're at home or catching this uh during the week sometime But as you think about that, I want you to think about what would be the next step or what do you think should happen? Now, we know what happens in our lives. We leave our trees and decorations up for a period of time and then we start thinking about, hey, the new year's coming and 2022 will be here and we, we get back into our routines, we get back to our schedules we after our time off and we begin to simply live our lives back on our normal routine and schedule but i want us to dare to think differently and because after christmas life is different and today we're going to look at one of the aspects uh, of this this miracle called christmas and it's called the miracle of the movement what i believe is what takes place in people's lives as they begin to respond to what God is doing. Once they're aware that God is working and what he's up to, they begin to have an invitation to respond to this miracle. It's the miracle of the movement. It's the miracle of God on the move. And uh, it's all throughout the Christmas story. It's all throughout scripture. It takes place over and over and over again. You see, now that God has revealed his, uh, his desire to work together with you and to be involved in your life and uh, to share his hope and his salvation with the world, uh, then we're invited to, uh, to move beyond just putting everything away and waiting until we anticipate and celebrate next year. Uh, we're, no, we're invited to do something different and so i want to just have a few moments with you as we consider that uh today because god coming in human form changes everything christ coming and being with us makes a difference so now we live and we move uh, with god by uh, relating to him by uh, sharing this journey of life by uh, allowing him to uh, lead in our lives and allow his spirit to direct us, we allow all these things to take place in our lives. And that all comes about because of Christmas. And so how do we respond to God's gift of himself? You know, in Christmas we not only just celebrate the, the miracle of God's son sent, but now that he's here and now that he's alive and now that he's living with us and he's God in flesh, he's incarnate, he's Emmanuel, God with us, then we have to live in such a way that we move with God, we respond to God, we live with God, and our lives are given over to him. That's why we anticipate during Advent the candle of hope and the candle of joy and the candle of peace and the candle of love. And then the Christ candle. The Christ has come. And so I want to look today at the miracle of the movement and there are three specific ways I see in the Christmas story and beyond that we can, in fact, share this uh, gift uh, that God has given us in Christ and what that means for our lives. And the first one is this. What can we learn from the miracle of the movement is this. It's the movement of God calls us to respond. And, and that sounds obvious, but you think about that. And Joseph did this, and Mary did this. And I want to share some scriptures. I want to read uh, some things with you. The first one is from Matthew chapter 1, verse 24. Hear these words. When Joseph woke up, he did just as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and he took Mary as his wife. See, Joseph responded and uh, what becomes amazing about the miracle of Christ coming, and now that we've celebrated Christ and Christ has arrived, is this, is that anything's possible. God can work and move through anything, and so we can respond. Joseph responded to the fact that God told him that his wife was pregnant, but it was God's working in their lives, and Joseph responded, and he said, yes. And he did what the angel of the Lord commanded him, and he took Mary as his wife. And he uh, lived and journeyed to Bethlehem with her, and Christ was born. And then he did the amazing uh, work of being married to Mary and being a father to the Son of God. And he gives himself completely to whatever God wants to be up to in his life. And you and I have to respond to God with whatever he wants to do in our lives. What is your next step after Christmas? What is God asking you to do? See, the miracle of Christmas is more than Christ came, it's that Christ came and you're gonna respond and do something about it. Christ has come and God has something next for you. That's what's the incredible part of the story. Listen to uh, these familiar words from the Gospel of Luke. And uh, this is Mary's experience. The angel of the Lord said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and give birth to a son, and you shall name him Jesus. And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. For that reason... You and also the holy child will be called the son of God. For nothing will be impossible with God. And we've talked about that verse already this Advent season. And Mary said, behold the Lord's bondservant. In other words, she says, God, I'm here to do whatever you want. I'm willing to be yours. May it be done to me according to your word. What a great model for us to live our lives by now that Christmas has come. God, whatever you want to do in my life, I'm confident that you're with me and I'm willing to respond. That we don't just live to experience Christmas, we live to live out Christmas. We live to have God on the move in our lives And that's what we understand, that God has accepted us. Um, The angel said to Mary that you found favor with God. One of the great messages of Christmas is that you can be accepted by God. And that God wants to use you. No matter your circumstance or situation or place in life, there is a place for you and a place for God to work in and through your lives. And so we get to celebrate that now. Because Christmas has come. Christ is here. He's been born. And the Savior of the world is alive. So you and I get to celebrate that by responding to God. I want you to think about that this next week before 2022 comes. I want you to think about how can I get ready to respond to God. This is what Mary did. Mary began to see life through the lens of the truth that Anything is possible with God. Everything is possible. The impossible is possible. And Mary began to not only know that as the truth, but live that truth in her life on a daily basis. And her response was, whatever you want to do, God. What would it look like for you to say, whatever you want to do, God, in your life? I think that would be an amazing ride. I think it would test your faith. I think it would be challenging But I I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that's a good thing. I think our lives are built for God to use and our lives are built to be challenged in ways that we live for the glory of God. And so I want to encourage you that part of the miracle of Christmas is the miracle of the movement of God. And that causes us to respond. The second thing that we learn here in the miracle of the movement is this that the miracle of the movement of God causes us to share. That we not only respond in our lives and do things or follow God or uh, reach out, but we, we share what's going on. It's one of the uh, threads that is woven into the Christmas story in, in powerful ways. Uh, you know this in Luke chapter 2 with the angels and the shepherds. Christmas is all about sharing what God is doing or what God has done and what he's up to and what he is doing. And um, that occurred for the shepherds. Listen to the, what the scriptures say. And when the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let us go to Bethlehem. And that's a great phrase. Let us go to Bethlehem. You know, that's where Christ was being born and they said, let us go there. What, what is the next thing that where you need to go? That, that's back to our responding, but also the telling. And we'll see that here in a second. But what is your Bethlehem? What's the next thing, the next place God is asking you to step out towards? And it says this, let's see the thing that has happened, which the Lord told us about. And they hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph. And there was a baby lying in the manger, and after seeing him, the shepherds told everyone. The shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. See, the amazing part is now that Christmas has come, we get to tell and get to share what God has been up to and what has happened and what is going to happen and, and what happened to us and what message we've received and, and how God's shown up in our lives. We focus and talk about this at New Beginnings, uh, quite a bit, but it's, it's an amazing truth. And, uh, so as you're going to your Bethlehem, God just doesn't want you to go there to observe. He wants you to go there to share to share the miracle of the movement of what God is doing, and you share that with everyone. Um, And the shepherds just had this attitude, everybody's got to know. These angels came and told us that Christ was going to be born, and we came to Bethlehem and we saw him, and you need to know that the heavens are proclaiming this. And Joseph, you need to know, and Mary, you need to know what the angels said to us but this is good news of great joy for all people. Everyone's gotta know. So often we view Christmas as a singular act for us and our families. Maybe we include our extended relatives, maybe we include some friends, But when we pack up the wrapping and the the decorations and all the stuff, we think that's over until I do it with my family and friends next year. But the first Christmas wasn't like that. Everyone must know. And I invite you this Christmas, as you approach 2020, how is everyone going to know? How will everyone know that Christ has come? Because even when Joseph and Mary were there in Bethlehem, they were there for a little while and then they had to return home and they went back to their lives. But the message kept coming and kept being shared. Everybody's got to know that Christ is here. And so I think of this Christmas and I think there should be great excitement now that Christmas has come. We tend to gear all our excitement and anticipation for the coming of Christmas and then view it as being over I would say Christmas isn't a finish line, it's a starting line. Everything else was a pre-race warm-up, and now we get to live in such a way that we get to share the good news of what has happened. We get to share what God is up to. And the shepherds knew this, and they told everyone they could. And I think we're invited to do the same thing in our lives. You know, that happened all throughout Jesus' life and ministry we, we have, we have very little about his childhood, but then we hear about Jesus, um ministry, his calling of the disciples, his preaching, his teaching, his healing, his, uh, activity and meeting other people and inviting them to follow him or be part of the kingdom of God. We have his, uh, death and resurrection. And so all this, and then even after that we have the birth of the church and the the good news being shared about jesus so all these things are continuing on and all throughout this expansion of the the message of christ you find out that we're to be in the business of sharing i want to share with you a verse out of acts 28 now I know when I say share and all this you're like Dave you don't know my life and you don't know the challenges and you don't know what's going on. Paul is in, has been arrested and he's had to appeal all the way to Rome because he doesn't believe he'll get a fair trial. He doesn't believe people will listen to what he has to say, but all along the way he gets to share Jesus. And he arrives in Rome and they say, "We don't have any papers on you. We don't know what's going on. We just know you're arrested." And then they say this, listen to this verse out of Acts 28, 22. But we want to hear what you believe. For the only thing we know about this movement is that it's denounced everywhere. You know, we live in a tough time where people view the church with great skepticism. They, they're not sure what the church stands for or what it's about. It's become known for uh, more about negatives than it has been positives. It's known more for its uh, political beliefs rather than its uh, faith beliefs and its spiritual content. It's known more about um, fractions and divisions and other types of things that take place. But instead, we're to be the people of the message of Christ. We're to share. And it fascinates me that when Paul went to Rome, people said, We hear bad things about this Christianity everywhere. And we've even heard bad things about you. But we want to hear what you believe. Could you imagine 2022 where the people who are in your life who already have their preconceived ideas about church and Jesus, if you could help them see what they don't know, if you could share what they haven't heard. So many people dismiss the message by saying, oh, I know all that, or I've heard the Christmas story, or I know all about church. But what if you told them what they didn't know? What if you told them about what their biases didn't say? See, the Christmas story still needs told, and it needs told through you to the people in your life. The miracle of the movement of God is that we have to share the story of Christ. Here's the third thing and last thing this morning. I just want to encourage you that the other act of movement, we respond and we share. And the third one is this, is the movement of God causes us to worship, causes us to worship. When you think about the Christmas story and you think what happens after Christ's birth, you probably drift to the passage of Matthew chapter two where the the wise men come from the east and they're looking they've heard that uh they've seen the star of the king of the Jews and they've come to worship him and so they've been on this journey of trying to find uh Christ and they're they're seeking him out and they've They've calculated the time, and they know this star is an indication that Christ has come. And Matthew chapter 2 says this, Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea during the reign of King Herod. And about that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we have come And you know the answer, to worship him. The movement of God causes us to worship. Now that Christ has come, what do we do? We worship. We worship him. The wise men came to worship and through great distance and great effort to come and find Jesus and worship him. And God wants you to be moved to worship And that's just, I'm not just talking about coming to New Beginnings on Sunday. I'm talking about that your life is lived as an act of worship, that you hand things over to God, that once we experience Jesus, we just can't go back to life as it was before. We worship him. See, the whole point of Christmas is not just the remembrance of it. It is a marking point. It is a stake in the ground. It is a decision or a moment from which we can never come back because Christ has been born. And because Christ is born, our response is different. I worship now. I might have worshiped other things before. I might have worshiped false things. I might have had idols or I might have glorified myself. But now that Christ has come, And he is God's son. He is the Messiah. He is the savior of the world. He is Emmanuel, God with us. Now that Christ has come, my life worships the Christ who is alive. And so I invite you to think in 2022, what will it look like for your life to be a life of worship? What will it look like to celebrate him and to exalt him and honor him? That we're now built in our lives like these wise men to find Christ and to worship him. To glorify and give praise to God. See, worship is part of the miracle of the movement of God and the miracle of Christmas. To continue on with that story with the wise men, it says, And when they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. There's those words again. They see Mary. They see Joseph. But what they really focus on is to bow in front of Jesus and to worship him. They opened their treasure chest and they gave him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. So the other aspect of worship is you give God gifts. And you say, well, what can I give Jesus? We just finished giving gifts. What can I give him? You give him the gift of yourself. And whatever gifts God has given you, you offer back to Christ. You offer back to God. And that God wants to use you and your life. And you have things that God wants to use. So you use your gifts as the point of Christmas. You worship And do you use those? Now, we think of Christmas and the point of Christmas of giving gifts in a very different way. We do it to recognize that what? God gave the gift of his son. But the wise men understood the the miracle of the movement. Not just them traveling and that kind of movement. But once they got there and they connected with Christ and they saw Christ, they gave gifts. And you and I can give the things that God has in our lives and we can give them back to Christ. And it's an active movement in our lives where we celebrate God. We celebrate that Christmas has come, that Christmas has arrived, that Christ has been born. You see, we're to live the miracle of the movement of God by responding to God, by sharing about God, and by this aspect of worshiping God. So I pray that you celebrate the gift of Christmas. You celebrate the miracle of Christmas. I pray that you celebrate this aspect of the Christmas story. And I'm excited for the new year. I'm excited for our church. I'm excited for what's next. Even though I don't understand it all, I'm excited because God is on the move. And I want to be a part of that movement, and I invite you to be a part of that movement. Don't wait for God to move you. Join the movement of God. It's a miracle, and God wants to use you. Have a great rest of your week. Continue to celebrate Christmas and give yourself to these moments where we celebrate the miracle of Christmas. Christ has come. And I pray you live in that and rejoice in that and celebrate this time of Christmas season. It's great to see you today. Uh, Have a great week, and we can't wait to worship together next week in person. So it's good to have you here. God's blessings on you, and go enjoy the miracle of Christmas. God bless